heart. We serve a God of blessing. It's His desire to bless us. Uh, I guess I, I titled it The Blessings of God. They're for us. Uh, it's for us to partake of. You can just. About two weeks ago, I was reading my Bible. And I was impressed to do a study uh, on blessings and the blessings and promises of God. I guess it was more than an impression. It seemed more like a directive. I feel like God says, do this. So I began. A phrase in the Bible came to my spirit, and it's found in Genesis 22, 17. Um, didn't know, know where it was located at the time. I had to look it up. It's also found in Hebrews 6.14. It speaks about, Surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. Now this was given to Abraham after he brought his son up for to be sacrificed. And we know that at that time God provided a ram instead of his son to uh, to be the sacrifice. And that is when God told Abraham that blessings I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply you. We know by scriptures that the, uh, the blessings and the um, promises are for us. It's from God. He's given that to us that we may have and that we may live by. Um, after, although I began to study, but it was, but it's no wise complete. There was so much in there. So much. So I'm getting just a, pulling a little bit out here and there uh, to minister to you about the blessings and promises of God. So before I get started, I want to have a word of prayer. That God will speak to your heart and that something be said tonight that you can grasp and that it will maybe change a direction or something in your life that you will trust God for what He has for you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this time that we can come together. Lord, it's always a privilege to be in your house. Lord, I thank you for the Art Fellowship. I thank you for the people of the Art Fellowship. Lord, we know that this is a year of fruitfulness, Lord, a year of prosperity. Lord, it's been declared and it's going to happen. And Lord, these are blessings that you're going to bring about within our, our midst. But Lord, we find these throughout your word that these are for us. And tonight, Lord, I pray that you would just minister to the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. In Luke 19.10, Jesus tells why he came. He said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus paid the price. He'd done what it would take for us to be saved. Um, he came in obedience to the will of the Father. This was what the Father wanted him to do. So he was willing to come. He was willing 
gives himself as a sacrifice for us. John 3:16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. I think this is everybody's favorite scripture. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He was willing to come. It was God's love for us that hung Jesus on that cross. It was for whoever believed in him. He didn't give any restrictions. It wasn't just the Jews. It wasn't just uh, those that he was close to, but it was for everyone. If he had not done it that way, you and I would not be here tonight. If he had just done it for the Jews, us Gentiles would have been left out. But he done it for you and I. There is no greater blessing God has given to man than salvation. That is a blessing from God. That is showing his love for us, that he loved us so much. They gave his life. And that is the tip top, the, uh, there's no greater blessing than this. It's through his sacrifice we were redeemed by his precious love, blood. Our sins were forgiven and we are now in right standing with the Father. We are now righteous because we have taken on his righteousness. He was chastised. He was punished that we might have peace. And it was by his wounds, by his stripes, we are healed. What a blessing that God has given to his people for those that are called by his name. These are blessings that God has given us. We are a blessed people. Amen. John 1 John 3, 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because it did not know Him. He not only saved us, but it says that He adopted us into His family. We are are adopted. We're not just somebody out there. But he gave himself to us. What love, what manner of love he has shown unto us. In Romans 8, 14, 17, now I have a lot of scriptures, so bear with me on this. For as many, Romans 8, 14, 17 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For he did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption for whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. You know, what's amazing about this, you know, we have been adopted in is what the Word says. But He didn't treat us like stepchildren or orphans. But He brought us right in to the family. You know, it's kind of like when I got married. Uh, 
it was amazing to me that the, my in-laws, mom and dad, they never treated me as a son-in-law. I was a son. That's the way it is for you and I. We're not stepchildren. We're not orphans. But God has pulled us in and called us. He adopted us. But now we are His children with all the rights and all the privileges that goes to the children of God. We are His children. Amen? The second reason Jesus came we find in John 10, 10. It says that uh, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come. I have come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. God wants you having an abundant life. He wants you to have a blessed life. He doesn't want you to go around and want and in need, but He has opened up the kingdom of heaven. There's an old song, there's a table spread where the saints of God are fed. You remember that old song, Come and Dine. He has something for you. He wants to bless you. He wants to give you that abundant life. There's an enemy. He doesn't like you. He doesn't want anything good to happen to you. His whole purpose in, in his being is to rob, steal, and destroy. This is something very important. It says that Satan has no power except what you give him. He has no power over you unless you allow him to have the power over you. It says, I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. That's truth. No one can take that from you unless you let them. Again, we are a blessed people. Jesus knew that he would be returning to the Father. So the, the Father sent his Holy Spirit that we may have him everywhere we go. In John sixteen thirteen, he says, However, when the he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you the things to come. Jesus didn't want us to be ignorant of the things of God. The Holy Spirit is there within us to guide us, to teach us, to lead us, to direct us. He reveals to us the heart of the Father and His desire for us, His will for us. John fourteen twenty six says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit will teach us those truths that we need to know. We have to go to the Word to find out what the truths are. But as we learn those truths, He will bring those truths back to our remembrance when we're facing something. Oh, I can reach back here. This is what the Word says. We may not quote it verbatim, but we know what the truth is because we've already placed it in our heart. So the Holy Spirit has come to bring these things to our remembrance that we might live in an abundant life.
The second part of John 10, 10 says, I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. The abundant life comes through the blessings and the uh, promises we read through God's Word. Galatians 3 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. You know, that, that was our lot in life. If Jesus hadn't come, we would have been cursed. We were Gentiles. We had no hope. But Jesus came and became the curse. He hung on the cross. He took our sins and He paid the price. Verse 14 says that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The Word takes us all the way back to the promises of Abraham. Now, every promise that Abraham was given is now given to you and I. We can take those promises, just like it said, with blessings I will bless you. God's going to bless us. That's His Word. And we can take that and we claim that and, and say, God, I know you said you will bless me, and I'm claiming those blessings in my life. Since Jesus redeemed us from the curse of all, we are no longer cursed. We are now adopted into the family of God. Pages are sticking to each other. And the blessings of Abraham have been given to us. We may live in this world, but we not are not of this world. We may live in this economic and social system, but we, do, we don't have to be a part of it. God has given us His blessings and promises so we can live above this world's standards. We see that people are out of work, people having this problem, people losing their homes, people uh, uh, just suffering in all different kind of ways. But if we would take the blessings of God and we would claim those things for our life and we would just say, God, this is what your word says. And Satan, this is what God's word says. It would turn our situations around. But so often we get so wrapped up in our troubles and our problems that we forget that God has blessings for us and we worry and we are concerned and God has the answer for you. And all you got to do is trust Him and believe what His Word says. Deuteronomy 28.13 says, this is some of His blessings, some of the promises. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. You've got to know what the promises are. You've got to know what the blessings are to observe them. That's a pretty powerful scripture right there. Make you the head, not the tail. Satan wants to put you down. God will lift you up. 
says that we're above only, not beneath. Head, not the tail. That's for you and me tonight. For the blessings of God to be a part of our life, we must know the Scriptures and how it pertains to our situation. We must believe what the Word says. We must believe the truth. It takes faith. The Word says, trust the Lord with all your heart. You've got to trust Him. You've got to believe Him and be obedient to the Scriptures. Because the Word says, if you will do this, I promise I will do that. You've got to do this. The fulfillment of the blessings and promises of God require action of obedience on our part. Boy, I've got a big example here. Malachi 3.10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. He didn't say half. He didn't say part. He said bring all the tithes. That there may be food in my house and try me now in this. He wants you to test him. God says, I'll do it. I'll bless you. But you got to try me. you got to step out by faith and do these things. He said, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings, there will not be enough room, enough room, be room enough to receive it. It takes our obedience, first of all, of giving of our tithe, giving of our offerings. And when we do these things, God has given his word. He says, I will bless you. I will pour out from the winds of heaven over your life. But so many times we get hindered. I got this bill. It's a big one. God, if I pay, pay my tithes, I can't pay that bill. Satan will bring fear into your heart. He'll say, there's no way you can pay that tithe. You're going to have to pay that bill. We tied God's hands in the, for the blessings that he had for us. It's time for us to be obedient to what the Word says. Another one is 638. I, I'm, uh, Luke 638. I know I do this when I take up the offering. Said one of the best things I've ever done to get you really looking into the word, what the word says about your giving. It says, "Give." Who's speaking? Then read, Jesus. Who was speaking in the other scripture? It was God. It says, "Give, and it will be given to you." What a promise! And he tells you then how it would be given to you. He says it would be good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So that to me, it says, you really want to pack it in. Get as much in there as you can. Because that same measure will be given back to you. Now, we're talking about blessings tonight. I want to be blessed. I want God to bless everything my hands do. That's what we say within our offering pledge. He wants to bless you. 
but it takes our obedience to the Word of God. We say, bless me, bless me, bless me, but we don't do anything about it. It requires our obedience. It requires us to do something. It's kind of like that, that what you learn, I guess, is in science or math, I don't know, but it's cause and effect. If you do this, this would happen. Well, it's throughout the Word of God. If you do this, God promises He will do that. Amen. It is through our obedience of, of bringing in our tithes into the storehouse, a place where you are spiritually fed, that God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out such blessings that there will not be enough room to receive it. When we are obedient, blessings will follow. It is through our giving that it will be given back to us. Isaiah 119, it says, If you are willing and obedient, again that word obedient comes up, you shall eat the good of the land. It's obedient to what God asks of you. It's obedient to do the things that the word says. God is no respecter of persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for another. We must know what the Word says and be obedient to what it says and believe what God has said he is able to perform. You've got to believe him. God, this is what your Word says, and I believe your Word. He will not move in your doubt, but he will move in your faith. Again, we are a blessed people. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your your God. Are you ready for your blessings to overtake you? Wow, what a promise we have there, Pastor. But it takes our obedience to God and doing what He tells us to do, stepping out by faith and knowing that He will do it. And He says these blessings will come and they will just overtake you. Well, I'm ready to be overtaken. I believe these scriptures say it all. If you want blessings, these are your instructions on how to obtain and how to obtain and live in the blessings of God. There's the instructions, that those couple of scriptures right there. I want to encourage you. I'm not going to read that whole chapter or the first 14 verses, but go read those next those first 14. Uh, uh, verses in that chapter and read what the blessings are that God has for you. And each one of those is for you if you're obedient. Now, if you're not obedient, it goes to the second half of the chapter. Well, I'm, I'm going to say something different on this. We're no longer on the curse. I don't believe those curses are for us anymore. 
But I do say this. You have tied God's hands, and he is unable to bring the blessings in your life if you're not obedient and you're giving instead of taking. Amen. Many people look to the world system, to our government, for the answer to today's problems. But God has given His Word full of blessings and promises to live by, to receive from, to believe, to hold on to. God is our source for all that we have, He does. Not man, not any system. God is our source. Amen. Got a few scriptures I'm going to read. It says Philippians 4:19. It says, "And my God shall supply your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus." Now the reason why Paul wrote that was he was commanding where I say the Philippians of their giving for his ministry. And because they have given, that God says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Another blessing says, in Psalms 107 verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. God wants to heal you. Some of you may be going down a destructive road. He wants to stop you. We have a God that cares. That's a blessing to me. He cares about you and me. Psalms 46 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. You can call upon the name of the Lord, and He hears you. We see the people around this world that serve these other gods, and they'll cry out to them, they'll speak to them, they'll pray to them, they'll cut themselves, they'll do whatever they think it would take to get their God to hear them. They never hear. But our God hears. And He's always an ever-present help in time of trouble. Matthew six thirty one through thirty three says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? How many of us have been guilty of that? How am I going to get through this? How are we going to put food on the table? How are we going to take care of this problem? Verse 32 says, For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. One thing about it, you never catch God by surprise. No matter what happens, whatever problem comes across your pathway, it never catches God by surprise. And you know, He always knows what to do. He may take you to the Word of God and say, hey, which promises is for you? You kind of stand on it. But it says in verse 33, 
But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. I think it's Philippians, um, I believe it's the fourth chapter, be anxious for nothing. We worry, we worry, we worry. My mom was a worrier. I tell you about he, she worried about everything. didn't do her any good. She just worried, made her worry that much more. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his, and his righteousness, and these things shall be added to you. Seek his face. Seek God. And he will give unto you those things that you have need of. It's his kingdom that we need to seek. We don't need to seek the riches. We don't need to seek the see our wants filled. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Blessings are not always monetary. Ephesians one three says, "Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ." The spiritual blessings that God has for you. And you find these in the Word of God. Second Peter 1, from verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of, the, of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He did say all things, didn't he? It's all things. Through the knowledge, goes back to this right here, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, of which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of his divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. It all goes back to the Word of God, you know what God has for us. All things that pertain to life and godliness. He wants you to have the best. Everything that you have need of, physically, materially, spiritually, He wants you to have it. First Corinthians chapter two, starting with verse nine. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. We've got more than we can comprehend in our mind. It goes on to say, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. God has blessings for you and I. But it's up to you and I to take hold of those blessings. I tell you what, since I've been doing this study, it's just 
God has just shown me so much. So do the same for you. Go to the Word. Look at the blessing. I tell you, I started reading in Deuteronomy. I forgot what chapter it was now, but there was other blessings that are written, one right after the other. And they're all for you and I. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand together. Lord God, you've given us so much. But Lord, it seems like so many times we struggle in taking hold of what you've given us. Lord, you've laid it out before us in your word. All we have to do is to receive it and believe it and stand on it. God, I know that there are those here tonight. You want to change their whole situation. Lord, they need to take hold of your promises and blessings that you've already given to them. Lord, I pray that somehow tonight that I may have challenged those to, to go to the Word to receive those things what you have for them. You're such a great God. You've blessed us so much. God, we thank you for what you've done on Calvary. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done throughout our life. God, I praise you. And I give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen.